Welcome to the Faith is Not Blind podcast. I'm Eric Devonier, and I'm here with Zach. Welcome, Zach. Thanks. Yeah, th- thanks for being here. Uh, first, Zach, we just want you to introduce yourself just a little bit. Sure. Okay, so my name's Zach Marshall. I was born in the northeast of England, uh, born and raised in, uh, in the church. My parents are big believers. I think my dad was a convert when he was about nine, and my mum was a convert as a teenager. And um, it, it, it never really resonated with me as a kid. I kind of left home when I was 19 to go and pursue uh, uh, studying architecture in London, and then a career in architecture. Um, never really involved with the church um, up until about seven or eight years ago when certain events in my life <coughs> culminated in a decision to uh, to come back to the church and uh, I met my wife uh, four and a half five years ago okay. here in Utah and that's why I'm in Utah now because my wife is from Bountiful yeah wow so started off with um, you know growing up in a household where you had you had mentioned that your parents were big believers yeah. so so what was it like uh, growing up in, in your house and then why didn't it resonate with you when you were younger yeah um, I mean p- pinpointing the reasons for for where I was at is, is difficult I mean mm. I, th- I think my upbringing was an immersive one um, my, I think my dad was the stake president already when I was born and um, he worked for CES his whole oh, life. Okay. He was employed in his 20s as a area director in seminaries and institutes and, um, and my, my mother's big believer like there were we did everything that kind of a good LDS family would yeah, do. Yeah. Um, they were militant about family home evening. <laughs> <They> were, <laughs> although my dad was a busy guy like he always made time for the family and yeah. We always did things together as a right. family, and uh, even as a stake president, I remember we would go around to the different wards with him as, as a family, um, and so we were really kind of quite connected, yeah. and the church was really central to that to right. that home that I grew up in. Yeah, really, really central to the home, but it sounds yeah. like not as central to you. No, I, I, I found it quite strict. <laughs> Sure. And it it didn't really it didn't really suit me. Yeah. And um, I mean, how how why? It's just really selfish, really self-centered, and I wanted to do stuff. And yeah. and I saw um, I just saw those those rules as as inconvenient blockheads from mm. me doing the things that I wanted to do. And I never really, even as a young child, I never really saw it as anything but that. And so right. I would do whatever I could to break those things yeah. down yeah. to do. And was that hard? I mean, did that cause a lot of conflict between you and your parents? Yeah, I was constantly in trouble. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the way it was as a, yeah. as a child and a teenager. Yeah. The church just never really resonated with me. Like, people have asked me, like, how, how, did, you, how did you view... Uh, your relationship with God uh, as a child or a teenager, I didn't. Mm. I just didn't. Um, yeah. 
Maybe, maybe there was some kind of belief in that because, because of my upbringing and there was something very natural kind of in me that, right. that, that, that maybe there was a level of belief, but I certainly didn't address it right. in anywhere. Mm. And so then at the age of 19, you were able yeah. to sort of get outside of the, the yeah. barricade, as it were, right? <laughs> and, and you go down to London to study architecture. Yeah. And so, so you're down there and, and you study for how many years was it? Um, or how, how long were you down there? So quite a long time. Um, so I started my uh, bachelor's degree in '96. That that lasted three years. Then um, did a year out in a, in the industry, yeah. and then did my masters at the Royal College of Art in 2000 to 2002, okay. and then just stayed down there because I'd already built up a network of sure. contacts down there yeah. and. Uh, it, it just didn't make any sense to leave London. There's, right. a, there's a lot right. of development going there. Right. So, yeah. so I stayed there. So, so how does the church and the gospel of Jesus Christ come back into your life? You know, this is really interesting one because, I mean, hindsight's a lovely thing, isn't it, with the hand of God? <laughs> because <laughs> when you're in it, it just feels awful. But, but, but it, it, when you look at your life in hindsight, you, you, can, you can kind of pinpoint certain things, and um, I think there were there were there were lots of things, and to sort of say it was any one of them in isolation would be um, mm. would would just be kind of mi missing the story. Sure. But um, certain things happened that, and, and when I can see the ordering of them, I. I can't help but see the hand of God in them. So what's an example of, a, of one of the smaller, maybe, moments that you had? Okay, so, so what happened was in 2008, 2009, there was a big recession and yeah. um, construction industry in recession tends to be kind of the first to get hit and then the last to sort of pick up again. Um, there were a lot of my friends down in London who who um, who were fine in their jobs. They were working for these big firms, yeah. and, and they kind of uh, took the hit of the recession. I worked for a small firm that I started working at in 2005, and uh, and that folded in 2008, 2009, and um, uh, everything everything started to go bad. Girlfriend dumped me. Um, <laughs> job went, wow. uh, couldn't pay the rent, um, oh. and, and, it, and it just, it was just these right. series of events, like my whole life just started to collapse, and I was just like, okay, well, what, what am I going to do? And I, I, I called my parents and I said, look, this, this is the reality of what's happening in my life, I think I'm going to have to come back and stay with you guys for a bit. And uh, I hadn't done my part three, which is the architecture professional qualification okay. by that point. And so my intention was, I'll go back home, um, I'll start studying for part three mm -hmm. and, and, and just use this as an opportunity to just knuckle down, live with my parents and, and focus on part three. And, uh, and then I moved back down to London. Um, and that whole kind of time back home with my parents actually turned into um, getting my part three and getting to know yeah. the architectural kind of professional side of things a little bit better, but it also became about getting to know the Serbia a little bit more yeah. as well in a way that I hadn't expected. Yeah, because, you know, there you are going back into, you know, jumping back over the barricade, right? <laughs> yeah. back, back into, 
yeah. you know, living with your parents again. Yeah. You're, you're older now. You've been living in London for a while. Yeah. So what was it when you were back home that, that helped you feel the spirit, that helped you maybe recognize some things you hadn't seen when you were younger? Yeah, I mean, there were, there were a few things. I had friends who were back at home who um, kind of interested in the same things that I was as a teenager and um, who, who had already returned to church. And, and I think um, kind of connecting back with them was, was a big help. Um, but I think that what, there was this kind of defining moment when um, I was just looking at things on YouTube uh, to do with the church probably quite negative things yeah. to do with the church. And um, and YouTube kind of takes you on this journey, doesn't it? It kind of yeah. it kicks in the next video that it thinks you might like, if you like that. Right. And and it ended up on this, um, this video or series of videos, which uh, was all about evidences of the Book of Mormon. Um, I think it's important to, to kind of note that, that the way that my head worked, I think, right up until that point was, very logical. Okay. Like if, if you can't give me a rational explanation for it, I'm, I'm not really that interested. It, right. It's a bit pie in the sky, and, and I can't access it. You know, and um, which is why that video was really appropriate mm. at that time because they had all sorts of uh, kind of anthropologists, yeah. uh, lingu linguists. Um, uh, so it sounds so like YouTube got to know you. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's also all sorts of experts yeah. um, talking about. Um, it, it is amazing the way YouTube gets to know <laughs> you. Um, it, but they had all sorts of experts just talking about the evidences of of the Book of Mormon, and um, it, it was really powerful because mm. it, it was just like I, I can't really um, kind of watch that and then not read the Book of Mormon. It would almost be like a, a denial of, hmm. of seeing that. And, and I, I, I recognize that yeah. as, as a, it would be a lie to myself if, if I didn't at least engage with the Book of Mormon. It was almost like a feasibility study. Right. It was almost right. like, okay, yeah. reading the Book of Mormon is feasible to me now because you've just shown me something that I find compelling. What's interesting is I no longer find those videos that compelling. <laughs> I find them really dubious, but yeah. but I, f I found real truth in them then right. at that time. So so there was something it, it gave you you know regardless of of you know maybe how you might feel about those now mm -hmm. at that moment it gave you a compelling reason yeah to read right and and so what was that what was that reading like when you got back into the Book of Mormon how did that feel as you read it? I, I mean I don't think I'd ever read the Book of Mormon on a personal level before yeah. that time. We did as a family. But I never really engaged with it. It was just like, oh, I'll just read a verse because then we can shut this and <laughs> go to school right. and get on with life. Right. Um, but not that, that at that time it was like, okay, I've got to see, take this seriously. And um, because of my position professionally, and I was still in the process of kind of looking for work and working through my, my professional qualifications, um, I just said, right, I'm, I'm just going to take a week out and I'm just going to read the Book of Mormon. Wow. And, um, and so I read the Book of Mormon in that week and then I, I went to church the following Sunday. I don't think I missed church since. So it was, it was very quick and it was, ve it was very, um, uh, just really powerful. Like, like in ways, like the video I watched, was interesting because because that was all about is the Book of Mormon authentic? 
right. as a historical record. And obviously there's so much written about, about the Book of Mormon, but I, th I think we know as members of the church that the power of the Book of Mormon comes in the experience of reading it. Right. And, and it right. can't be about, it has to be it. Yeah. And um, there, there were just certain points in the reading when, like for the first time ever, uh, I was able to liken mm. uh, some of those stories to myself. Like the Sons of Helaman was a, was a big, very powerful experience for me. Because it kind of became irrelevant, um, so, so much the history of those people. Right. All of a sudden I could see myself and I could see a relationship with my mother, you know, through that story wow. of the Sons of Helaman. Yeah. And, and and that was a very kind of, I think, a very pivotal moment in my conversion, because it, because I kind of saw that the reason why I was there reading it was because of that testimony of my mother. Yeah. And I never really prayed for myself before. I knew that I was there because of the prayers that she had uh, yeah. offered up on my behalf. So that that almost becomes. You know, it, it just sort of helps you understand, maybe, maybe to some extent, you know, the the strictness of what was going on, the the reason the church was emphasized so much, and 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 maybe you know, maybe it wasn't the way that you would prefer, or the way that you run your home now, but but you could start to experience a little bit of the why your parents did what they did. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. and that just sort of made it made it become real. Yeah. One of the things I loved Absolutely. that you said, talking about those those Mormons about. Um, the Book of Mormon videos, yeah, um, was you said it's not about the book; it's it itself. Yeah, and and it seems like you know maybe some of the rules and and some of the things we do as members can sometimes almost feel like it's about things, yeah. whereas really what we're trying to do is have an experience with with God, you know, Himself, and an experience yeah. with the atonement of Jesus Christ and with the Holy Ghost. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, that's. <laughs> Yeah, and and I I see it as a little bit of a problem, <laughs> like because we we kind of we talk about um, the 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 doctrines of the church, and it's it, it's kind of like the the doctrines of the church are just a set of what am I trying to say? I, I suppose un, unless they're kind of animated in our lives, yeah. that they they kind of they don't they don't really exist. Do you know what I mean? They're just oh, yeah. an idea, right. and, and unless the idea is tested, it, it's um, it's still just an idea. Right. Um, which is why I like the idea of the, of the feasibility study. I mean, it's like a design process. You can see what I'm doing. It's kind of like right. in the architecture design process, you have this feasibility study where it's like, okay, it, it, is this a viable thing to do? Which is, I suppose, with the videos right. that I saw, and then and then when you start the design projects. You, you need some ideas, and yeah. those ideas come up. But the only way those ideas will ever reach fruition is if they're really rigorously tested. Yeah. You know, and um, and that's that's precisely how I see the doctrines of the church. That un, un, unless unless they're tested, they're futile. Right. Yeah. And and speaking of being tested, so so there you are as an architect. Yeah. And then you you experience this conversion, and. Um, you, you move over to Utah, you meet your wife in England, yeah. and, and your life, I mean... Well, I met her here, actually. You, you met her here? Yeah. So, so tell me, what, 
What would you describe as the difference between your life now and the life you've had 20 years ago? Oh, just worlds apart. Yeah. Like com completely worlds apart. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think, um, yeah, obviously, obviously I'm a lot happier than I was then. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not just kind of, this is what I want to do, so this is what I'm going to do. There's, there's something, it's really odd, isn't it? It's, it's like, um, it's like a paradox, it's like a contradiction, I'm not sure, where you kind of, um, now I see that life is incredibly restricted. It, it's mm. like the whole thing, it's, yeah. it's, it's gone like vice versa. Right. So it feels less restrictive now. Oh, much less restrictive. Compared yeah. to that life that you had, you know, just 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, it's a world of opportunities now, Yeah, I would say. Um, yeah, definitely. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing your story. We appreciate yeah. it. No problem.